it's on it's on we're live here we go again the 12th the 12th the 12th and final episode of 2019 we actually did it we made it a full year making the cut with corbin trev we're back episode 12 par for the course par for the course my good sir little comment behind that we told ourselves about a year ago that we wanted to execute 12 episodes, at least 12 episodes for 2019, which doesn't seem like a lot. It's only one a month, but we are officially recording our 12th episode, so we are far yeah. for the course. We are even with our goal. Yep. Uh, we we wish it. we could have exceeded it, but we met it, so we're excited about that, and uh, we'll be game planning to see how many we can bust out here for you guys in 2020. Absolutely. I think this whole year was about finding our own format, um, learning to work together, totally, and uh, it, it's it's been a ton of fun, and and it, doing what we setting out those goals. That's what it's all about. So you got to set a goal, you try and hit it, and no matter how big or small the goal is, it gives you something to shoot for and keeps you keeps you honest for those twelve months. So I think we did a good job, and I, we're at a weird part in our lives where it seems to be very busy. You know? Oh man. It's not the like, hustle and bustle of the holidays. Yeah. The hustle and bustle of the holidays and end of the year, people always trying to wrap up some business at the end of the year and get things finished. And take some are. time off. Take yeah, take some R and R, which is absolutely necessary. So no, it, it feels good. And and this is not a traditional year in review type episode, but it will have a little bit of a vibe to the Yeah. To the, yeah, we'll talk I mean there's there's a lot of themes that we've probably talked about for the last few months. So in a way we're still kind of reviewing like yeah. everything in general, what we've talked about, it's you know, how point. it's developed, where we're at, you know, going into 2020. And so there's a lot to, uh, lot to cover, but, uh, what's been new with you, man, since we, uh, recorded, Dude. this is the, the, probably the shortest gap in between, exactly in between episodes. I think we maybe have ever had. So I was having a hard time thinking of something, you know, other than it, Christmas and getting all of that prepared and through yeah. and stuff and hosting family and whatnot. It's been very social, but it's also stressful. Yeah. And we got to party the other night. That yeah, was fun. We got, yeah, we got to go out and, and do the end of the year again, another end of the year, like catch up with some folks. That was, that yeah, was, that was fun. Yeah, we ended up playing tracks until like 5 a.m. in yeah, the morning. That was pretty sweet. So, haven't done that in a while, but no, probably not since days at WSU. Yeah, but oh well. Yeah, you know, we're here. We're here. We're, we've, we've recovered. <laughs> it was a good time, though. <laughs> it was a great time. You uh, seen any new movies or anything like that? So I saw Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, and that was cool to see. I was worried about getting it spoiled online, so I was just kind of like, let's get this out of the way. Right. After seeing Star Wars, I'm going to be honest, I probably wish I would have, or I do wish I would have went to see something like Uncut Gems or 1917. Okay. Or Knives well, Out. Well, disappointing, huh? Just... I just, there's movies I would, I want to see. I kind of saw Star Wars because I was like, I have to see it. Yeah, you got to see it. Yeah. So, you know, but I'm glad it's, so I'm glad I saw it and it's, it was fine. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. It's Those hard. movies it's, are tough too. Yeah. Because like, you know, after the ninth 
movie or whatever it is, it's tough to get like connected to characters like we did exactly. back when we were younger. And it was like, oh, Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader, or Boba Fett, you know, yeah. like the staple characters that made Star Wars like totally awesome. Yoda, like, yeah, just, yeah. So it's, I, I, I can get that. Cause I, I feel like in this series, in the first two, like I've enjoyed them, but character wise, like, I don't know that I'm super attached to anyone. Yeah. Um, exactly. Other than maybe like, you know, Luke Skywalker's sort of comeback was sort of, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, super cheesy in some parts, but uh, it was still awesome to be like, you know, he's now the Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uh, kind of. You know what I mean? The Obi-Wan slash Yoda. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I'm still kind of looking forward to it, but I have heard that the Mandalorian is yeah, that's, pretty sweet. I've been ca- I've caught up on that, and I don't know when the last episode comes out, but that's a good show. That's, is it for just a traditional like Star Wars vibe? It nails everything, and it's funny. It's good action. It's a lot of live like like uh what are they called practical effects type thing so that makes it give that vibe to the 70s star wars so much better if i could choose between the the sequel trilogy what they call it eight nine or seven eight nine versus mandalorian i would tell people to watch the mandalorian all day because it's it's the to me it's the best thing on tv right now i guess yeah that's what i keep hearing buddy my brad told me he was like dude you just gotta watch it man just buckle down and pay the 6.99 a month and i'm like dude i got netflix i got amazon prime i got espn plus i don't so need there's these. a way that you can get hulu i know ESPN. i know i know i know and i just I know. found out i was looking at it yesterday we can you can contact them and tell them like if you already have espn plus or you already have some oh really this. yeah because i already have espn and disney and it's like well i might as well get hulu yeah for that isn't there, well, there's different levels of Hulu too, right? It's like, there you don't get Hulu Plus, right? That's probably what it is. You probably get the $6 Hulu, which yeah. is still with ads. Yeah. But and just not as much, I don't think there's as much content either. Well, and it looks like with Disney Plus coming out, it's like, it's stripping everything down from, I mean, because if they own Marvel and Star Wars, yeah, like what else is left? Yeah. From the like hit franchises. That's a good point. So, you've been taking any pictures? I, I actually have fell off a little bit on using the camera, but that doesn't mean I'm not. Stuck. Is that because like they found out you were taking pictures of AMS? <laughs> they took it away from me. They took the camera away from you. It's in, it's it's been confiscated. No, luckily it has not been confiscated, and I was not technically taking pictures of amateurs, Trevor. <laughs> it was in the AM, but whatever. In um, the AM. No, I'm still trying yes. to research. <laughs> I'm still trying to research like how to use the camera and learning. So I think it's still moving forward, but I'm actually not snapping as much as I would like to. Okay. But that's okay. It's been kind of like there hasn't been a whole lot of fun opportunities to d- use it. Like it's been cold and dark. Yeah. So lighting isn't always. Yeah, you kind of like. I don't know. For me, it's like the the lighting outside either looks good or it clearly doesn't. You know. Yeah. So 
We'll see. What? But I do need to get on it again. Yeah, I need man. to start. Maybe I'll do something like I'll take a picture a day for 2020 or something like that. And you got the river right here, man. You should just, I know, like, just walk take over a, there. Take a, take a stroll down Aladdin mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah. One of those side roads down to the park that leads to the river and just snap some river photos and and just practice editing and practice exposure. Yeah. I should. I will. I shall. Okay. Yeah. What's up with you, man? What's new? What is new? Other than what we already talked about. Well, obviously, you know, holidays were, were great. Just got to spend some time with uh, the in-laws, um, their family, so my extended family on Carly's side, and then um, family uh, dinner at my parents' place yesterday. I smoked a tri-tip. Oh, yeah, you were talking about that last time. Did it succeed? Yeah, it, it, uh, this uh, it turned out pretty well. It was done, but like I know not everybody likes their steak or cow products medium rare. Mm-hmm. So I naturally like popped it in the oven for like ten minutes on three fifty, just to like you know a little less pink. Yeah, um, to satisfy like the wants of other people in our family. Yeah, but it was good. It turned out great. Good flavor. I marinated it for twenty four hours, and then nice. hit it with a. Uh, good like dusting to create a crust and oh cool yeah so it was it was good it was delicious people really loved it we also had a big pork roast my parents made so that was awesome my wife made an incredible shrimp dip which i was like shrimp dip huh okay let's try this it was awesome uh one of the best dips i've ever had so she made that for like both holiday events went above and beyond what else since we last talked, I haven't been fishing much. Too yeah. cold. Yeah. Trying to get up to the mountain here soon. Yeah. Do a little snowboarding. That's going to start snowing on us, so yeah, it's, it'll be time. It's, uh, it's getting cooler, so I think that there's some more snow on the way, at least in the mountains, because it hasn't, it was unusually warm these past few weeks for like December, but last December was kind of like that too. Yeah, it did. It's definitely like there's, it's not a white Christmas. So it's been um it's been a little off. Yeah. But looks like it's gonna turn around. Things have been good. Just staying busy. Obviously I'm taking some time off work at yep. the end of the end of the year. It's the time. So I won't be back until after the second. I'm still kinda doing some stuff here and there each day, checking my email, you know. That yeah. Type, that type of thing, in case there's some sort of fire drill or emergency. But yeah. Usually this time of the year you don't see that um, in my role. And if there is Someone from our headquarters can usually help out with that. So. Yeah. yeah. Me and my friend were talking about that. Like the reason anybody tries to do anything between there before January 1 is just like it's crazy. Yeah. It's, if it's not an emergency, it can wait. Yeah. Yeah. It's because um, no one's out there like doing anything either. Well, and so many people in, in the industry I work in, like they take that time off too. So they're disconnected from work, which means like, you know, they're not even around. If I, if I wanted them to be around to connect with them, like clients, prospects, that type of thing, I wouldn't be able to because they're, yeah. they're just not around during this time. I'm pretty sure a lot of, a lot of courses will take their, you know, they'll be closed for a few days just because. Um, so, anyways. Yeah. But I'm enjoying the time off. Um, Planning to head up to the mountain for the New Year's. 
um, nice or New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day. So that should be fun. Might get to do some riding while I'm up there, and then celebrate uh, with good friends. Nice. Enjoy the mountain scene. Nice. Haven't done that in a few years, so that'll be fun. But other than that, man, life's good. Just uh, just chilling and enjoying some time off. It's that time of year, man. And it is it is funny trying to do this when it's only it hasn't been that long. It hasn't been like five weeks or whatever. It's been like yeah, three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well sure. though. Um let's get into it. Okay. Let's do it. We had some uh some Christmas Day basketball. It's always funny to me that like Thanksgiving is like the football day. And yeah. then, like Christmas Day sort of turns into like basketball. Although I do believe there was maybe some like Football bowl games potentially. There was yeah well, nothing big. I mean anything that like you or I would probably pay attention to. But. Yeah, I mean other than you dub playing Boise. State. Although this is this is a sports podcast, so maybe we should. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to start NBA? We'll go NCAA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. NC or NBA. The games on Christmas Day. The biggest one you might have heard about Los Angeles. Clippers versus the Lakers. Yep, that's uh, always a big one. Always a big one, and it. Um, I watched that one. It Lakers look good to begin with. Kawhi Leonard's just a beast, and it, it, it came down to like somebody said it right on Twitter. Like the last time the Lakers played the Clippers, the first game of the season, first regular game of the season, the Lakers played good for the first three quarters. And then bad in the last five minutes of the fourth. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's like they're winnable games. I don't remember the score of the first one, but this is one eleven to one oh six. You know? Yes. Yeah, it just comes down looked to like, the looked like a pretty minutes. pretty tight game. Yeah. And I got to watch uh I got to watch part of New Orleans and Denver and New Orleans they're gonna look pretty good once they get full and health. I should know this off Braun played, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He just had a bad game. He t- yeah, he didn't. I don't think he scored in the first quarter. Um, wow. Despite like six attempts or something like wow. that. Wow. And then. Uh, yeah, when Kyle Kuzma's got your high, is a high score, like, you know, Kyle's, some, Kyle's some a good player, happen. but there's probably. Yeah. You, if, he, if he is your high score, he better be dropping like 35 to 40 if they're going to win, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, because so, Braun just got. Between so, Braun and Davis. Yeah, exactly. Like, what more do you need? Yeah, to put up. So it it just it's interesting. The Lakers they've lost four in a row, and um, you know that's their toughest competition in the West is going to be the Clippers. How about Golden State shocking Houston. Man? Yeah, that's funny. Haven't they beat a couple t- pretty good teams in these last few like a few see. games or a few days? I know that they're still at the. You know the last, but they've won three in a row. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And they have with the, you know one of those games being the Rockets. Yeah, Rockets, T Wolves, who aren't good. Pelicans. Yeah. yeah, but I mean the Pelicans just took down uh, Denver. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's almost like in Denver, this is the second team in the West right now. So it's just it's well almost, they they basically beat the <laughs> the next two worst teams in the West. And then happened to knock off the four, who is Houston. So I mean, yeah, good for them. But I mean, Steph yesterday is, New Orleans beat Denver. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just weird. That's 
I feel like the NBA is a the N- NBA is very it can change a lot. Yeah, it's, it's kind week of vol- week. yeah week to week. It's volatile, you know, like similar to the NHL. Okay, like the worst. Okay. You know, we've talked about that before. Like in the NHL, even in like the playoff picture, and this we're not talking playoffs with the NBA, but with the NHL, it's like the eight seed could easily knock off the one seed. Yeah, which is that's some volatility. Yeah, big time. Yeah, you don't see that in in the NFL. In the NFL, and you typically the, don't see that in the, in baseball. Major League Baseball. Yeah, I was so say. like once you're winning, you're freaking. But at the end of the day, like that win might not mean anything at the end of the year. You know, it totally could, it could for for seating purposes, but totally. Just to, so everyone knows, today on the twenty sixth. 26th, yeah. Uh, the um, Eastern Conference top four teams, you got Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, Philadelphia. And then in Western top four, you've got LA Lakers, Denver Nuggets, LA Clippers. Houston Rockets. And the Houston Rockets. Yeah. So I'm assuming that the that'll all switch up. But it looks like Eastern Conference has more winning teams or higher wins for their teams. So they flipped this year all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But that's cool. That's cool. It's because LeBron left the East or something like that. I don't <laughs> but yeah, other than that game, I don't know. It was just a. It was a fun Christmas time. But I was really looking forward to that LA matchup again. Yeah, and it yeah. was. It didn't disappoint. Kawhi Leonard had thirty-five points. He's a machine. He's just so good. Yeah, he's one hell of a player, man. One hell of a player. And then when we were talking about, because this is a year in the review, when when the Lakers picked up Davis, they sent all their players to the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. And one of those players is Brandon Ingram, and he's tearing it up. They're saying he's coming into his own. He had 31 against the Nuggets last night or yesterday. Yeah. So we talked about that a while ago. Like Just because they got kind of dumped into New Orleans for Anthony Davis doesn't mean that their franchise isn't going to be all right. Right. And it'd be fun to watch them be really good. Yeah, I mean, it'll time, right? Yeah. They got to play together, gel, you know. They're in the West somehow. So, you know, (laughs) if you you tossed them in the East, maybe they'd be a little bit. They're not a good team right now. So I can't can't make that excuse. But, like, eventually, like, if the... If Zion pans out. Yeah, and if there's a mix-up with conferences where expansion team comes in or they decide to move this team to the east and west you never know that stuff can that stuff can happen yeah but there's no reason to me that like new orleans belongs in a western conference yeah it's it's a weird one it's it's almost like when a new franchise shows up they should shake up like as much as possible you know yeah but was New Orleans? Were they new, or did they just get? Did they get moved from somewhere? Can't remember when that came around. Well, they were the Hornets, right? Is that who they were? They were Charlotte, or is yeah. that the Bobcats? No, because CP3 played for New Orleans, right? And they were yes. the Hornets, I believe. When he was, you're there. right. Okay, so was was I think they did move from Charlotte though. I think the okay. franchise did move. And then because, Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte went, got theirs back again. Yeah, I'm fairly certain it went Charlotte Hornets to New Orleans. It was the New Orleans Hornets. And then 
Charlotte got a new franchise, which is the Bobcats, right? Well, yeah, and then they went back to the Hornets, though. Is that correct? What the, oh God, what a what a marketing nightmare! Yeah, total nightmare. Like, how do you create fan, a fandom when you've literally? Uh, uh, that'd be that's tough. Yeah, but. Yeah, because we can't even remember how it went down. It's Holy like, shit, Portland's really fallen off. Yeah. Six and four in their last ten. Yeah. I just remember them being up at like five the last time we talked. Maybe Mellow is a cancer. Maybe Mellow is just Lillard misses all ten threes. Whoa. That's, that's all ten? Losing. Yikes, you don't see that. And Brandon Ingram tears it up again. Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the, uh, well, and I guess technically they're, they're not halfway through, but they're getting close, right? Yeah, because, uh, yeah. They're at the 30 game mark, right? Yeah, we're over 30 in some teams. Yeah, like 32. 31, 32. So, yeah, here in 10 games. Makes sense because the All Star break is always in February, right? Yeah, shortly after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I believe so. We hit that, and then by the time is it June hits, we're 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 playing some playoffs. Playoffs. It's always what's playoffs so fun about. I think I said this earlier this year. It was like love summer basketball playoffs. Yeah, it's so, June. Yeah, it's so nice out. It's high stakes, you know. Yeah, when the NHL and uh, NBA playoffs are going, it's pretty fun. That's right, because then there's some NHL as well. Mm-hmm. And it's warm out, whereas right now it's fun. Like, hitting college football playoffs, uh, NFL playoffs will start here in a couple of weeks. Like, it's fun, but, man, cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. Speaking of NFL, should we, you want to move Yeah, on? yeah, let's, uh, let's dig into it. Lots going on in the NFL. The playoff landscape is upon us. It is. It's crazy to think that like we are already into the playoffs, NFL playoffs. Yeah. It's like the quickest season ever. It was a quick season. And I think reviewing this year, if you would it'd be funny to know what we were talking about the Hawks preseason, but wondering how well we were going to do, what we thought. Did it, did it start to die on you? Yeah. How's that? Is that better? That's better, yeah. Okay. Um. Just what we thought the Hawks were going to do this year, and now you see them, no matter what happens at the end of the year, they've clinched the playoff spot. It's just how good is that spot right now? You know, they haven't been playing great the last few weeks. I mean, no. we beat Carolina. We're, we're which banged was up. Good. We're banged up for we're, sure. Yeah, very hurt. Uh, Not an excuse. Should be able to still execute, especially yeah. when you're at home against the Cardinals. Um, but. but it's been rough, man. I mean, losing Penny, now we've lost Chris Carson. And uh, Procise. Procise got hurt. Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown has been out. Apparently he had surgery, so yeah. I don't know if that means we're going to get him back this season or not. Probably not. But if we do, it's. I would imagine it's not going to be until NFC Championship if we get that far or Super Bowl. Right, which um, is tall orders. Yeah, yeah. Big time. And then um, Clowney's been out. I think uh, he'll be back. Yeah, he said part of it was a core, and then like he was sick. Oh, he got sick. Yeah, so damn. Oh well. 
Injury followed by sickness is never good. No. It's and it's that time of year everybody's getting the flu. Yeah. It's like, uh. but you're right. Not at full health. It shows big time. But we clinched the playoffs. We, we've been a good road team this year. I think everybody needs to show up Sunday night. Um, getting Marshawn back and getting Robert Turbin back is a huge emotional boost. Like they calling it that. It'll be really interesting to see how these guys do. I saw somewhere CJ Anderson. He he text he tweeted something. He got like, all butthurt about not getting picked up by us. Yeah, he did, <laughs> and he was trying to flip it like, "Hey, you guys, I don't even want to do the fans like this, but you guys don't want to know what essentially what they offered him to play." And it's kind of like, "All right, you know, like yeah. I'm sure they didn't offer you that much. There's one game left of the season, right? Besides a guaranteed one playoff game, but who knows who we get? Like we're not. It's not like we're gonna roll to." New Orleans on the road and have our way. Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, if we don't get the NFC East playoff division leader, then I'm 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 being a pessimist. I'm not going to be a homer about this. Like, it's going to be tough. I don't really think there's a way. I think it's pretty tough for us to have to go to Green Bay at this point, right? Okay, so we don't really have to worry about uh, it. Well, I, I can't say that for sure. I mean, some stuff could happen, but if we say we don't win against the 49ers this weekend, which actually that game got flexed just yeah, like we thought it would, just like we thought it would, then I believe we're the five. So then we go to the three because, and I, we'd have to double check because I think, okay, let me see this. Vikings are seven and four in conference. They finish with the Bears. So assuming they're eight and four, go look at who we're eight and three in conference. If we lost, we both have eight and four conference records. Uh, division record would be three and three. Minnesota's division record would be three and three. So, and then we'd have the tiebreaker because common opponent, we've got the edge on Minnesota, we beat them. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that there's not a way we can be the sixth seed. Okay. Okay. I could be wrong, though. I could be wrong. I'm just but that makes sense. going through the chart right now and breaking it down based on. But if we win, if we win and somehow New Orleans loses, yeah, and somehow New Orleans loses, I think. Someone else has to help us. But if New Orleans lost and someone else won and we won, we would be the one seed. If if Minnesota beat Green Bay, maybe? Yeah. Or wait, they already played. Never mind. I'm pretty sure Green Bay would have to lose. Okay. And they're pa- playing like the Lions, oh. maybe. Wow. Lions are the Bears. Both of those teams are finishing with division, divisional matchups. Yeah. So, okay. Likely that we get a one seed? Not likely. Possible to get a two seed, though, still, which is a first round bye. Yeah. We essentially control our destiny until New Orleans or potentially Green Bay. But um, right now, as it stands, Philly has to play the Giants uh, week 17. They beat the Giants, they lock up the division they're in, they lose. 
and the Cowboys beat the Redskins, then the Redskins, I think, or the the Cowboys can get in. Yeah, they're going to flip-flop, maybe. Even though they just beat them. Yeah. But I think that's because Dallas beat Philly earlier on in the season. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, head, they're even on that. Yeah. Being I wouldn't f- mind going to Philly. I'd prefer not to go to Dallas. Yeah. Um, I w- yeah, I'd like to go back to Philly and just beat them again. Mm-hmm. I'd we prefer not to go that. to Dallas. Does it look like, would five play three? If this were the standings here, six would play, or six would play three, five would play four. Is that how that would work? Correct. Okay. So, yeah, we want to stay right where we are. Yeah, or uh, win. Or win. Or just win. Yeah, just win, <laughs> just win baby. Just yeah. win. Um, yeah, we want to win. If we win, there's a, a solid chance that we get a two or a one seed. Yeah. And so that's, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's what you, you want. But assuming everything plays out the way it should, playing Philadelphia in the first round, yeah, we got to go to Philly. But we already did that once this year. I'm not afraid to go and nope. s- smack them in the mouth again. Yeah. So not worried about that at all. All right. Uh, real quick, do we want to do our picks real quick? Yeah, we, we should. We, we should pick. It? We should pick our final four. Okay. So okay. the teams that we believe will represent the NFC and the AFC, and then in the Super Bowl, and who our Super Bowl winner will be. You hear, heard it here on episode 12, par for the course, 2019. Sure. We'll be reporting back on this. Yep. Well, maybe not on the next episode, but probably the episode after that. Yeah, because we'll still have... So we're going to have to time that well. Yeah, yeah. We're going to need to do our like next, next podcast probably right before the... Conference championships. Yeah. Or, or the divisional. Like the weekend of the 18th. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds good. There's, a, there's an MMA event that weekend. We'll get, we'll get into that later. Yes. Mind blown, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> Record a podcast, watch some MMA. All right, you, who you got in the AFC? AFC. Your, your, your AFC championship game is what I'm two saying, teams? I'm going to say it's, if it can shake out like this, Baltimore versus Kansas City. Okay, okay, Kansas City. Because I'm just not going to pick the Patriots just out of pure spite. Okay. But I, and I like Kansas City. We got family there, um, and Baltimore's just lights out nonstop. I don't see them losing until a equally good team in the conference championship puts them through the test. So, you know, barring any injuries, injuries and everything, it sounds like they're going to rest everybody the last game of the week. They're that good that they mm-hmm. can take week 17 off so i'm gonna leave i'm gonna say they're gonna get healthy they're gonna have two weeks of rest for most of their starters they're gonna tear through all the way to the conference championship and then uh in the nfc baby i think that what we've seen of the hawks is the absolute bottom worst okay and from the from what i have seen of us playing well this year it can be some of the absolute best, most dominant. I'm picking them for the comp- for they're gonna make it to the conference championship. And who are they gonna play? Oh, I think they're gonna play the Saints. My heart wants them to play San Francisco again. Okay, 
because that would just be fun rubber, to have a r- potential rubber match. Yeah, a rubber match and to have just that there's so much history with them in champ- conference championship games. Yeah. But I, I think it's going to be the Saints if it can work out that way. I think. So you're going, you're rolling Saints, Seahawks. Yeah. NFC Championship. And, um, Let me write this down. Baltimore and KC versus, and then, uh, New Orleans. Okay. Seattle. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, start with my AFC picks. If you mind scrolling up here real quick. I think that Baltimore will play Buffalo for the AFC championship. And on a snowy day in Baltimore, Maryland, the Buffalo Bills will advance (laughs) to the Super Bowl. All right. I like it. On On a snowy day. In Baltimore. In Baltimore. All right. The Buffalo Bills will advance to the Super Bowl for the first time, for the first time since the 90s. All right. On the NFC side, I think that Seattle and Green Bay will play for the NFC Championship. Ooh, that's another good, that's another good one. Because some might say we didn't even deserve to win that last one in 2014 or whatever, 2015. Yeah. Not that we're two homers for the Seahawks on this podcast or anything, but I just feel like the Hawks could genuinely I, play better than any team in the NFC. Look, we we play to the level of our opponents sometimes, mm-hmm. a lot of the time, which is great. We talked about this on the last podcast. Yep. I think that oftentimes they are in situation. They want to be in situations where like they are facing adversity. It doesn't always roll their way. Exhibit A last week. Yeah. But I would say the same thing for the San Francisco 49ers. You know, people are are quick to like criticize like Seattle and oh, there's, you know, they lost to the lowly Cardinals. Well, what happened the week before when Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons went to San Francisco? I'm pretty sure they went to San Francisco and knocked off Jimmy G and his 49ers. So, it can happen, just like we were talking about with the NBA. Yep. You can lose any any week. Yes. Right? It's po- it is possible. And we were banged up. We didn't have a lot of our starting talent. Uh, Russ was pressured more than he ever was. Uh, they're going to have to figure that out and probably shift some offensive linemen around to make sure that his you know, blind, side is, blind side is better protected. But I think with the addition of Lynch and Turbin, um, the culture of that backfield from a few years ago, I know that they're older and not as, maybe not as polished as they used to be, but at the end of the day, Marshawn Lynch is Marshawn Lynch. If you ask the guy to run over you, he will. Yeah. Yeah. You still got to tackle him. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with this. Like this, in the, my immediate thought when they announced that they were like re-signing Marshawn was it took me back to that documentary that they did after they lost to Atlanta in the NFC, maybe divisional round. Yeah. And they made that documentary called Rain City Redemption. Yeah. My immediate thought was, dude, what if Marshawn gets the ball on the one in like the NFC Championship or a Super Bowl, you know, just has the opportunity to go off? Likely, I don't know. There's probably a 50-50 chance on that. But 
it just immediately felt like a very, very good, this, this is supposed to happen. Yeah. For, for whatever reason, this signing, this was supposed to happen. Yeah, it does have that feel to it, man. You're right. I don't, I don't know why, but... I don't know why either, but it, it's like once you heard the rumors, Marshawn, it's like, of course he's going to come back. Yeah. Like, and you know, in Marshawn... But be- there was some bad blood for a while. Exactly. There, but he... It, the difference between, you know, him and maybe Earl Thomas is there's clearly not a grudge being held yeah. for that. Yeah. It's... He's taking the, I have unfinished business. And it might also be part of the fact that Oakland's moving to Las Vegas. Yeah, that helps. He is disappointed and that just kind of being different. You know, growing up in Oakland and being a Raiders fan his entire life, now a team is getting taken away. And so it probably feels like, well, the Seahawks are really my like. They were his his new life. Yeah, and he found great, great, great success with them. Yeah, no, so. I I love it. There was bad blood, and it, but it, it never felt like a moment like if he could pass his physical, and they were like, "Yeah, you're fine to play." Of course, he's gonna sign, and it it was so cool to have him just be because everybody knows who Marshawn is and mm-hmm. how he can be. Um, but he seems ultra positive about it. Yeah. And so, well, and and think about it from a blocking perspective too. Mm-hmm. Marshawn, Robert Turbin both physical runners and yeah. can can help in the pass game yes. too. Yes. A lot of running backs can't. They're out there because they need the ball and they need to find a hole and scamper Move for 30 up. yards. Yep. yep. Um like Kendrick Drake, Kenyon Drake for example. Yeah. He's not going to be your blocking back. He's going to be tearing it up field. Yeah. So anyways, I I'm excited to see that uh see what that brings to the table. Um we obviously have our picks in for the playoff landscape. So of those teams, then, who you got winning it all? It's so hard not to pick Baltimore. It's so hard. But I think if we're full health and we play the best effing ball we can play, we mm-hmm. beat them in that regular season matchup. If it's not pissing rain in, mm-hmm. on the field during the Super Bowl and we somehow match up with them, like I think we can do it. But I, I feel like Baltimore is just playing at a clip that coaching personnel everything really hard to count them out like have they Mm -hmm. even been in trouble in a game recently well when you have 12 pro bowlers probably not yeah yep 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 so uh 31 15 42 21 24 17 against the bills yeah 2017 against the niners they said they've been in some close matchups yep 45-6, 41-7. 45-6, 41-7. over the Steelers. 23-17 over the Bengals. They lost to the Browns. They lose to the Browns. They lose to the Chiefs. So, I mean, they're beatable. They're not, yeah. they're not untouchable, but yeah. they've been tearing it up. But avenge their loss to the Browns. Yeah, who do you think? Who do you, who do you got? Well, I already said that I think Buffalo is going to beat him. Oh, yeah, that's right. You on, a, on, a, on a snowy day in Baltimore. All right. Um, I got Buffalo. Uh, sure, go Seattle. I mean, it's, kinda, wanna, it's like a bad. Seattle? It's like a bad. Oh, Buffalo, Seattle. Oh, for the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. sorry. For, I thought you meant who's winning it all. 
from a rating standpoint, I could totally see that being a really bad, bad Super Bowl. Bad Super Bowl for ratings. <laughs> but maybe not. I mean, with the assuming we're right, it's probably going to have something to do with Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Who did he used to play for? Who drafted him? Yep. The Buffalo Bills. Yep. You know, like there could there could be some cool storylines there. And the fact that Buffalo had went to what four straight Super Bowls against most of them were against the Cowboys, I believe, in the nineties and never won a single one of them. Like it's time. It's yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. I like that. I'm gonna say Buff or Baltimore and New Orleans just because Okay, you're changing your pack. I, I know. Well well all right. What did I say before? Seattle. Oh, my bad. I mean, you can go ahead and pick New Orleans, but no, we'll, we can we can agree on that one. Okay, homers. All right. You think you think Lamar Jackson's going to be the MVP, man? Dude, I think at this rate, it's like no one said anything to the contrary. And I like your point that you're going to talk about in a second, but I just think they're just he's just kind of got it already. I think the Hawks' yeah. woes recently have pulled Russell down on those mm-hmm. boats, so it's tough. Yeah. But uh what what do you think, man? The only argument I have call me a homer if you want. I actually do think that he will win. I, I think Lamar Jackson will win the MVP and rightfully he should. The, playing devil's advocate though, I would say most valuable player that means most valuable player to their team correct like there has to be some weight in that mm-hmm. um the most valuable player to the league as well right um but I, based on what i the way i understand it is most valuable player should be the person that puts up the best and most statistics on a winning team lamar's got 11 or 12 pro bowlers Next to him, Russell Wilson has one, and yeah. he's on the other side of the ball. Yep. So I kind of add that as like some weight to, are we going off of just statistics alone, or are we going off of what they mean to their team? Because I can tell you right now, it'd be tough to think that we are even an 8-8 eight and eight team without Russell Wilson. Right. I, I'd be surprised to see us be a 6-10 six and, six and ten team without Russell Wilson. I feel very confident in saying if the Baltimore Ravens didn't have Lamar Jackson, they'd still be at the top of their division. Yep. Yeah, exactly. They've got 10 other pro bowlers, 11, 11, 12 other pro bowlers around them. So I don't know. I mean, it's an average of if you just average it out between the defense and offense, that's half the squad on the field. Mark Ingram is still a great football player. They still have an offensive line that protects enough, you know, you know, opens lanes enough for a guy like that to run for over however many yards, thousands of yards. You know, he's probably yeah. over a thousand. I haven't checked recently, but. They would have someone, it, it, had they kept Joe Flacco, they might still be yep. as good as they are. Yep. You just don't know. I, I just have a hard time. That's the one caveat, I, I think, is how, how is this being voted on? Yeah. What, what is really the deciding factor? Is it just based off statistics alone and what's, what you know the NFL thinks the fans want? Or is it really like, this. are you the best 
Are you the most valuable player to your team? And you're also statistically a stud. Yes. Yeah. I agree, man. I think it's a good point. I think um I think if you go by popular But with that being said, I do believe he will be the offensive MVP, rightfully so. He's an absolute stud. Yeah. Don't know if he'll be able to run like that forever. Yeah. But he's an absolute stud. Um and it is exciting to see a, a young quarterback like that break records. Yeah. Of guys that you probably never thought second or third year of his rookie contract. I mean, yeah. he's not even Yeah. It's still very Yeah. Very young. Yeah. Rookie of the year. Offensively, I think there's no question it'll be Josh Jacobs. Okay. There's really no one else that you could make a case for outside of that, in my opinion. There's some names. I don't know. AJ Brown's had a pretty good year as a rookie, but I did not. He hasn't done what Josh Jacobs is on pace for like 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns. That's pretty awesome for a rookie. Yeah. So that's that's my guess is that it'll go to Josh Jacobs without question. Defensively, it's a little bit of a different story. Josh yeah. Allen, not the quarterback, has got 10 sacks. Jacksonville Jaguars. Nick Bosa with nine sacks. And then Devin Bush, who's got almost, he's got 97 tackles, almost over 100 tackles as a rookie. That's pretty, pretty impressive. So yeah. it could go to one of those guys. My hunch tells me it'll end up going to Bosa, kind of because of the name. Yeah. And the you know, team, where the product, you know, where he came from, the team he's with right now. But it very well could be any one of those guys Nick Bosa, Josh Allen, Devin Bush. Yeah. We got bowl season upon us. Bowl season. It's kind of crazy. It is crazy. We uh wait, hold on real quick before we do this. Yeah. I'm gonna grab a beer. Okay. Do you need one? Yeah, let's do another beer. Boom. Welcome. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Ooh, Worcestershire sauce is there's nothing wrong with that. All right, hey. NCAA football. Bull gamings. Uh, well, we should talk about our picks, man. The college football okay. playoff is the, now technically, I guess, the granddaddy of them all. I don't know if yeah. some of the bull makers would call it that. But. <laughs> all right. It, uh, it we did sh- all right. We did bro. all right. Yeah, well, you know, when you, <laughs> when you let me pick. Pick Clemson and Alabama, who are the who are the one and two teams going into it. Yeah, pre before the season started, that's it's not hard to get one of those right. And you had, but I LSU. also had LSU. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I I had kind of known a little bit about Joe Burrow prior to the season starting, and I just had a good hunch. And he just won the Heisman, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So you knew, what and you we were, were watching him just draining buckets. Yeah, before, we just be, saw that before clip. before we got on this podcast. Kid can shoot, man. Athletes, you know. Athletes, bro. Just shoot a three, throw a touchdown, bowl a strike. It's just anything. Yeah. Dude. So, yeah. Trev had. Uh, he's got two picks. I've got Oklahoma. And how how does it work? Does so o- Oklahoma is playing LSU. So you're hoping that's that, fun. You're hoping that my LSU pick gets knocked off, and that Oklahoma ends up in the national championship, which is possible. You never know, man. But um, that'll be a crazy one. That that'll be great, and so will the the Ohio State 
Clemson one, I think yeah. will be pretty good too. I don't know if Clemson will be able to keep up with Ohio State offensively. Okay. Um, we'll see though. I could be absolutely wrong about that. Seventeen days, twenty-one hours, sixteen minutes, and six seconds <laughs> until the college football playoff. Yeah. So Monday thirteenth is that the first one? Or January thirteenth? Excuse me, is a Monday? Yeah. Do they time that so that it's it's gonna be? In no, the- that's the actual like. That is the national championship game. Oh, I was gonna say, like, how do they how do they breaking this down with the schedule? December twenty eighth. Both of those are this uh, next this weekend. This Saturday. Yeah, man. We got to a huge weekend of football. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Hawks Sunday night. Two college football playoff games. Yeah, man. Saturday. I know what I'll be doing this weekend. Yeah, dude. Ooh, eating leftovers, munching on some grindage. Yes, and watching some football. Yes. So we'll know soon. Yeah, we'll know real soon. That's cool. Um, we'll probably be talking about the national championship shortly after. Well, at, for on our, our next, next podcast. Episode. Yeah, yeah. On our next, next episode. First episode of twenty twenty. Um, it feels weird to say that twenty twenty because it was is. like a TV show, you know, and now it's like a year. Yeah, and it's one of those times like uh, where like. I think there was even like a Super Nintendo game where it was baseball 2020 or something like that. It was supposed to be all futuristic. iVision? Yeah. 2020. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Man, I might try and get some LASIK in 2020. That's expensive, man. (laughs) That's expensive. Is it super expensive? I don't know. I heard my mom's friend just paid like $2,500 an eye. Whoa. 5K, dude. Yeah. That's really expensive. I mean, and I don't know if that's like with insurance or not. See, that's the thing. Is Does insurance thing, cover LASIK? I think some insurances do, and yeah. I think that's what might have changed for me is I might have some sort of coverage or break. I know a doctor who went to Canada to get it done. Yeah. It was cheaper. Interesting. Which is crazy to me because everything's more expensive in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Dude. Little tangent, spider web. Little spider web for the end of the year, but you know, you want to talk about these bowl games? Yeah, we got a, we got some great bowl games um, to look forward to. Florida, Virginia, that's the number nine, number twenty four team in the nation. So that's all. Orange Bowl is always a big one. The Citrus Bowl, an Alabama Michigan showdown. Nick Saban and our uh, our old rival, our old rival, Mister Harbaugh, Mister Nerdy Harbaugh. You think he's going to wear doctors? Yes. I 100% think he's wearing doctors with that golf crew neck sweater thing that's like dry fit that all that he always wears. You give me 10 to 1 odds? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Travis oh, was like, here's a thousand. <laughs> uh, so that'll be a good one. Alabama, Michigan. I'm pretty sure Michigan's or uh, Alabama's just going to roll all over them, but hopefully we'll see. We get Harbaugh. Uh, Rose Bowl, Oregon, Wisconsin. Some Pac-12. That will be a that will be an interesting one. I have a hard time seeing um, how Oregon matches up with that Wisconsin team. That defense isn't bad. 
And they run the ball real well, too. But it could be an offensive shootout. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I um, Is that where Russ is from? Wisconsin? Or is he from Utah? No, he went to Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. He was at NC State before then. Yes. Then right. played some baseball and then... Yeah, and then went to Wisconsin. The Sugar Bowl, Georgia Baylor. That is probably the next one I'm looking forward to the most outside of like the college football playoff. That'll okay. Be, that'll be a good one. That should be a nice... But then there's the granddaddy of them all. Tomorrow night, tomorrow night, Washington State takes on Air Force and uh, what appears to be a, uh offensive shootout. Just a, a... It should be a, a high-scoring game. I have this feeling. I don't know how well our defense is going to be able to... Uh, is going to be able to defend this option, this triple option that they run. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll find out tomorrow night. I'm glad that it's a late game, though. I really didn't want to have to wake up tomorrow and like be the first thing I do. You know? yeah. yeah. So looking forward to that. The Cheez-It Bowl. The Cheez-It Bowl. Dude, you better believe I'm going to have a box of Cheez-Its tomorrow night. Yeah, there you go. I love Cheez-Its. They're like one of my favorites. That's your snack? Yeah, and goldfish. Yeah. Dude, I just can't, I can't, I can't get enough of those cheese crackers, man. They, do, they make those things so good. Even so Ritz good. does a pretty good job. Yeah? Of like those cheddar baked. Oh, yeah. Forgot about Jordan those. brings those over sometimes. Yeah. Usually yeah. for like a UFC fight. Yeah, fights. Fights. That's fun, man. Yeah, so... We've got a lot of college football to look forward to. Should we call our picks for the national championship yeah, game? Yeah, we absolutely should. All right. I believe the national championship will be decided between LSU and Ohio State. Okay. <laughs> the one and the two team. I say Oklahoma. Excuse me. Okay, you got upsets. Oklahoma. Oklahoma's going to upset LSU. LSU. Okay, and Clemson somehow gets it done. Okay, Corb's got the three four. The underdogs. I love it. I'm usually the one that takes the underdogs. So, okay, picks in. Whose sons play for Clemson? Is it Herb Streets? But he went to Ohio State. So this is where it's kind of like. <laughs> I think Dad is probably like, <laughs> what the. F- I can't yeah. remember if it's him or not. Yep. I was right. Nice. Kirk Herbstreet's. Why Kirk Herbstreet's sons chose Clemson over Ohio State? <laughs> Just to mess with dad's heart rate. Yeah, and now they're really going to mess with that. That'll be a play for Davo Sweeney. That'll be a fun one to watch. Prior Clemson championship win. Yeah, that's a goodie. Apparently they're big fans too, so it'll be fun to see, uh, see him compete. Yeah. Mama? It's time to move along to the fight game. Clipping along. All right. I'll take the I'll take the lead a little bit on the UFC two forty five review. Yep. You mentioned you didn't get I to didn't. Watch. I feel ashamed. It was a huge card and I just yep. didn't get to see it. I did watch some of the highlights. Yeah, there well, were watched, some highlights. I watched the uh I rewatched the Usman Colvington fight. Which uh Which was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a real good one. So um the and we'll get to our UFC year or UFC annual fantasy league. Got a little yeah. promo for that, but yeah. 
So this was the final card of that league. So it was a big one for all of us. And the it was a it was a barn burner of a card. Peter Yan versus Uriah Faber, Marlon Marias versus Jose Aldo's Bantamweight debut. You had Amanda Nunez coming back against Jermaine Durandamy, who she's already fought before and beat. You had Max Holloway facing Alexander Volkanovsky. And then you had the main event, Kamara Usman versus Colby Covington, welterweight. Kamara Usman's first defense in almost the full calendar year. He won it last year against Tyron in either January or December. So, um, or December of this year. So he finally gets back in there. Top to bottom, like Peter Yan versus Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber is tough as nails, but Peter Yan is a straight up robot murdering machine, dude. <laughs> he just walked him down and just Uriah is Uriah. Like he's yeah. a skilled guy and he's tough as nails, but Yan, it's hard imagining somebody beating him right now. Even Cejudo. Even Cejudo. I say he takes Cejudo and just does whatever he needs to do to get through Cejudo's bursts. And um, and then Marlon Marias, another bantamweight bout with Jose Aldo. That one was kind of lame because Marias didn't go for the kill. He went. He tried to win off of like technicalities. Mm-hmm. So Jose might have won the in, trying to engage points, mm-hmm. but Mar- Marias just did enough. What was the strike count? I'd be interested to see if it was, it was close. super close. Was it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, significant strikes. They were dead even, fifty nine and fifty eight for Marias Aldo respectively. Total strikes. You actually had four more. It's the takedown that. Yeah, and then one one of two attempts. So Jose didn't attempt anything, but Marias attempted two takedowns, got one. He had a killer first round. The first round was a ten eight, but then it Marias. Yeah, yeah. But then he coasted or did something where he just completely dis. It was almost like in the second round, Jose got his respect, and Marias was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not engaging like that anymore. Yeah. And so it just was kind of two rounds of that. So I was surprised that they gave Marias the decision. I'm not mad because I picked him. but Yeah. Um, and we knew that weight cut would be tough for and Yeah, and Jose is Aldo. just, he's so, he's too much. Now, Amanda Nunez, Jermaine Durandamy, that was just a straight up clinic of like Amanda Nunez winning by decision without a doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think it was a unanimous decision. Um, 199 total strikes to 126, 79 significant to 40, eight takedowns out of 11 versus zero attempts from Jermaine, two submission attempts to one, Nunez and Randomine, respectively. It was just like, yeah, man, this is the goat. She's she the is, goat, man. Dude. She's just a, she's a, she's a killer, dude. And then uh, she's a total killer. Max and Alexander Volkanovsky, this was a really good fight. I think Max just didn't have, I think Volkanovsky kind of won enough in the early rounds and then just sort of coasted off of that for the last, the championship rounds. I was surprised by Volkanovsky's ability to stay with Max's pace for mm-hmm. five rounds. Yeah. I think Max should get a rematch for it, but it was, it was a tough, it was a tough fight. Was the strike count pretty close there too? Let's look at that again. Yeah, it's a good call. 135 to 157, Max, Max is 135. Uh, yeah, significant strikes and strike total strikes yeah, to But Max defended four takedowns. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. So it's a pretty close fight. It's it tough. probably will get a, he will get a rematch, I would imagine, but it won't be right away. And it'll also be 
part of his decision if he'll go up to 55 or not. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's really what it's going to boil down to. Can he yeah. win at 55 immediately, you know, get a shot yep. with Tony? Or Habib, or give him have Connor and him fight, have Cowboy and him fight. Because have... by the time Max got his opportunity at fifty five, Habib might even be out of there. Yeah, he might even be retired. It might be Max versus Islam Makachev or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, and then the main event, freaking Kamaru Usman and Colby Covington brought it all. That yeah, fight, it, it was, was it was pretty amazing. it was pretty impressive. It was amazing. It was a lot of people had Colby ahead on the cards until Camaro just put the nightcapper on Colby's ass uh-huh. in the last round. It was crazy. People are kind of pissed about the stoppage on Colmington, but he was getting he got dropped twice. You well, know, and who knows if like didn't he talk about it in like the second or third round when he he's like I broke sure I broke my jaw like yeah if you it, it's not quiet in those arenas so he's got to talk at a level that everyone can hear him yeah i mean maybe he doesn't talk super loud but who knows like that could have very well been shared with the ref or maybe yeah. he heard it yeah and was just like well he says it's broken but at some point that's a good point you know what i mean yeah. like who knows who knows that's just pure speculation but if I'm a if I'm a ref and I happen to overhear that, I'm probably gonna think, okay. If I know his jaw, if he says his jaw's broken, it's probably broken, dude. You're or it hurts. So it, hurt, hard. it hurts enough that you know another shot to it is gonna make things worse. And the last thing you want, you're as a ref, you're supposed to protect the fighter. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Pure speculation there, but but yeah, I like I like that though. I think that makes a lot of sense. Like it'd be the same if like they broke their leg or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and I did notice walk. I did notice that like Colby kept putting his his hand up. Like he kind of made it look like def- he was putting it up to defend. Maybe he always does that, but it was almost like he was like just sort of protecting his one of his the side of his chin or something. A little little body. extra a little, little extra just in case, you know. Yeah. He took it again. So that was something I noticed and I think I actually noticed that maybe in the second round. But that didn't punch that he was talking about didn't happen until the third, from what I remember. Yeah, but who knows? It maybe it would slowly like. What were the strikes in that one? Two knockdowns for so one seventy five yeah, to one. Colby was volume, but he didn't land as nearly as much. Look at the the difference in total star strike percentage. Yeah, and significant and significant wasn't nearly as. Yeah, the um, Usman just at a certain rate his. His level of work ethic, and and people were talking about how he's like, or Jesse at the gym was talking mm-hmm. about how Usman like has to walk downstairs backwards because his knees are just so shot. And so when you hear stuff like that, it's like for him to keep the pace that he does and to yeah. generate the power and the domination that he's like, ah, oh, he's such a tough dude. Yeah. So he might be there for a while. I mean, Colby, be, Colby was unbeaten, or he had one loss, and yeah. um, Colby was on a tear, and he looked amazing against anybody you put him in the in the ring with. And so it was like, Usman, Usman's the real deal. That was a huge, like, I, I picked him, but I, I was so, I did not know who to pick. This was a hard card to pick, except for essentially Amanda Nunez and Peter yeah. Jan. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have the luxury of just kind of hanging in there. 
with my pick, so I had to go for broke. You had to roll. Yeah. What and it kind of worked out a little bit for me, but not the way I wanted it to. Dude, how about our my boy Korean zombie? Oh yeah. Bro, what a domination. I can't believe that, man. Well, I mean, I can believe it, but like those were some fast hands, dude. Dude, he put he put a, a formal title contender yeah, man. on his butt cheeks and like just ah man, he freaking dropped Frankie good. Sometimes I do think the home crowd helps a little bit, you know. Yeah, but totally. Especially- you know, Ariel Hawani said something too about this. He said he didn't think this fight made sense for Frankie mm. at all because it was technically supposed to be Brian Ortega. Yeah. And then he got hurt or had to pull out. Yeah. And Frankie took the fight on fairly short notice. Yeah. And then Ariel said something along the lines of, yeah, this doesn't, I don't know how this makes sense for Frankie. Well, Frankie was just moving down to 135. Yeah. So it's like you sh- you fought for the belt, you lost. You're gonna move to 135. Why go back to 145? Right. Like it's not like you're gonna get another title shot. Yeah. Anytime soon. So yeah, it was a weird move, and it sucks for him to lose like that because it's kind of like damn. But it is ex- it is exciting for Korean Zombie, man. He's yeah. You know, like he- you said, it's he he could very well get a. He could get a title shot here pretty quick. Yeah, because he could have beat Yair. He could have beat him. Yeah. And he might have even been winning that decision before that last second knockout. Yeah. Literally the most last second knockout you could ever be of a last Such second. a fun fight to watch, man. Yeah, still, amazing. in my opinion. I should rewatch that. Still, one. in my opinion, one of the greatest, if not the greatest UFC fight of all time. Yeah. I should rewatch that. 246 is coming 246 up. 246 is the next main pay-per-view in... The podcast's most favorite guy to shite on, Conor McGregor, <laughs> is fighting Donald Cerrone, Cowboy. We talked about it a little bit last time, but I think they've uh, I think they've finalized the main fight card. They still got kind of a ways to go. But that's all they have. Mm. They have five fights on Wikipedia right now. Anthony Pettis and Carlos Diego Ferreira is going to be the co-main. Mm-hmm. Conor and Cowboy fighting at, le- at welterweight. You got Holly Holm and Raquel Pennington, which is to me is just a filler fight. Feely and Yusuf will be good. Sadiq Yusuf, yeah, up and comer versus the the vet and Andre Feely. I like that fight a lot. Yeah, I'm picking Sadiq there all day. Mm, and okay. then Claudia Gadeja and Alexa Grasso. I think Gadeja just had to pull out of a fight recently, so this must be the this must be the um, reschedule. Let's see, she was forced to withdraw from the bout to a torn ligament ruptured tension. She was supposed to fight Cynthia. Oh, that's what that was? Yeah. And Calvillo and Rodriguez went to a draw in that in that fight. Yeah. I saw that. So cool. So she's got Alexa Grasso. What's Alexa's record? Four Eleven and three. Eleven and three. Lost to Carla though. Oh. But she beat Carolina. Yeah. Lost to Tatiana. Man, Tatiana Suarez is she's tearing it up. Undefeated. She's doing all right. Nina, man, she took a win over Nina Ansarov in June. Mm-hmm. She's a, good, she's a good fighter. Yeah. So and That's the, good notable wins. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Holly Holm and Raquel Pennington. That fight does nothing for me, but whatever. Well, 
Raquel has just got an iron chin. Yeah. And Holly is somewhat fun to watch from a volume standpoint. You know? Holly, yeah, Holly's that, like, classic, classic fight fighter. Like, you throw her in. She's almost like, I hate to kind of say it, she's almost like a cowboy Saron. Like, you throw well, her and, card and people are going to like it. Shoot, she took, was it a three or five round beating from Chris? Yeah. And took it like a freaking champ, if I remember correctly. Like, she didn't, she was battered yeah no that was a brutal one so she loses a decision to chris five round decision Um, a five round pummeling like there wasn't a single round that holly won and look at these last look at their last like six or seven fights misha tate valentina shevchenko jermaine duranami just fought for the belt beth career cyborg cyborg megan Megan anderson and amanda nunez yeah she's fought in all the best yeah Maybe she's just, and many of those have been five round fights. Yeah, and that's. I mean, she's just not. She's not a. She does not shy away from a challenge. No, Let's just say that. Well, dude, I mean, she was a boxer, you know, before she became an MMA fighter. Oh, so that's right. She just, you know, look at look at that professional boxing record, dude. Two losses, one draw, two draws, three draws. Sorry. Yeah, yeah that's killer. Yeah, she's solid. Dude. Thirty-three, two, and three. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, uh, Holly's a warrior. I just I'm not like you got Conor McGregor and Donald in the card. Let's put this into perspective. I just watched this card recently again. It was Khabib versus McGregor? You had Tony and Anthony, Tony Ferguson, and Anthony Pettis as a co-main. You had um, Derek Lewis wasn't a big name at the time, but he had one of the biggest post-fight speeches. That's my, the my balls is hot speech. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then um. Can't remember who else was on that card, but dude, I'll get it. I'll get it here real quick. Connor has so much personal stuff on his Wikipedia page. You have to go to <laughs> Dominic Reyes versus OSP, Michelle Waterson, Felice Eric. But like, that's to me, that's a little better. I guess Anthony Pettis is fighting again. Do me a favor. Go to Google real quick and then type in UFC 246. I want to see something. Follow UFC 246 in the search by with card. Gosh, why does it do it like that? Like there's Well, a, that's what's weird is like this card. Hold on. Let me look at my phone. It's like they don't have. It's like they don't have a full card. Or prelims. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Maybe it's something that they're doing in 2020. They just do five. Yeah, they only but they're even... bumping the price in it. It's, they're starting with of course that they card. Would. It's five more bucks. Of course pop. they would. Like everybody's got more money in 2020, apparently. But so, anyways, Ooh, so prelims. Okay, what do you got? What do you got? It shows that that Andre Feely's Sadiq Yusuf fight is on the prelims. Really? And the main card is just four. That Sadiq Yusuf and Andre Feely fight needs to be on the main card. Yeah, right now they ones. just have the Connor, Cowboy, Holly, Raquel, Claudia, Alexa, and Anthony and Diego as the four fights on the main card. Mm. Early prelims, Chaz Skelly 
versus Grant Dawson. Sabina Mazzo versus J.J. Aldrich. Tim Elliott. Aldrich is a bad girl. She is a tough, tough girl. Tim Elliott versus Askar Askarov. Hmm. Askar Askarov, whatever you said. Brian Kelleher versus Ode Osborne. And Alexa Kummer versus Justin Liddett. Hmm. Not sure. How many Kelleher, Kelleher and Aldridge are names that sound like tough folks. Okay. Okay. But other than that, we have just a little bit of a, a promo for our UFC league. If you're interested in doing a UFC fantasy league, it's just the calendar year. We only pick the main card of mm-hmm. main pay-per-view mm-hmm. events. So it's not a huge commitment. Once a month, you pick five fights. You pick uh, the winner, you pick the round, and you pick how it ends. So either KO slash TKO or sub or f- decision. Yep. Finish sub or decision. Yep. And so that's going to start on the 26th, which is the UFC 246, or the 18th, excuse 18th, me. January 18th. January 18th. If you want to be part of the league, you probably need to let us know by like the 10th-ish. Yeah. We'll get in. Hit, so we can get, you, uh, get you into... Uh, the into system. the into the system into the table. Yep, and it's a lot of fun. It's our this will be our fourth year doing it, so our yep. scoring's pretty much squared away. It's 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 a ton of fun. So if you're interested, let us know. Yeah, it should be pretty sweet. It's Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day. International holiday. From the U- Start, started in the UK. Yeah, because uh, Boxing Day is notorious. Or uh, has a lot of, uh, how do I say this? There's a lot of Premier League matches on Boxing Day. Mm. You go to the pub, mm. and you watch a match. There were a lot of matches today. Good uh, results. Some, uh, some great results. My Evertonians got the result under their new leadership of Carlo Ancelotti who is uh, arguably a, one of the most storied managers in soccer history. Uh, he's one of three managers to win, uh, I believe, three-plus Champions League titles. So pretty awesome that we have him. Uh, we were in a really bad spot to start off the season, and usually that means current manager has to go. Um, it, it, soccer or world football is unlike anything other when like things are going the club's way they will not hesitate to throw the manager under the bus and just sack him see you later bye bye bags are packed you no longer have a job Where it's, it's, like it's not NFL, really yeah, it's not really yeah the NFL close. it's not really like that you typically get a little bit of time if you know you have like piss poor talent on your team in the first place, then you're probably, you know. Safe for a little bit. You're safe for a little bit. Or at least the ownership should know that you have piss poor talent because yeah. they're involved in that decision-making process too. But uh, to get back to soccer, there were some uh, great results today. Everton got their results against Burnley, so I was pretty stoked about that. 1-0. It was an 80th-minute strike from... Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. 
The uh, Liverpool remains unbeaten in uh, 18 Premier League matches this season. They uh, are 17-1-0, so they've only drawn once. Um, 17-1-0 or is it 17-0-1? I can't remember how they... uh, Yeah, one drawn lost. Yeah, 17-1-0. Oddly enough... Liverpool is actually, we talked about this earlier in the season, but they're Everton's big rival. Is that what it is? Yeah, so Everton is in Liverpool, uh, or, you know, that's where their supporters are from, from Liverpool, and then Liverpool FC is from Liverpool, obviously, but they took down uh, Leicester City 4-0, and I think Leicester's towards the top of the table, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just took two. the number two Leicester City team down 4-0. Ouch. Yeah, they haven't been playing well lately. They've drawn and lost twice, so maybe they're coming, coming back down to reality. Man City there the thir- at the three spot, Chelsea in the four spot. Those, those teams, if the season ended tomorrow, those would be the teams that would get into the Champions League tournament uh, for the following season. So obviously there's a lot of season left. Uh, Chelsea, Tottenham, somehow Sheffield United is all the way up there. I can't believe that. They just, they just got promoted to the Premier League this year. Weird. So, yeah. Um, how often does that happen? Does a team get bumped? Uh, every year. So see how there's that line across right the bottom? Here. Yeah. If the season were to end tomorrow, those three teams would go down to what's called, I think, the English Premier League 2 or Champion. Is it PL2? No, 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 no. It's not PL2. It's, um, it's uh, the English Championship. English Championship League? That's pretty sweet, though, that they switch it up yeah, like that so, so often. So, so basically, and then obviously those top four teams get the right to play in like, you know, the best tournament for club soccer in the world. So they take the best four teams from Premier League. Bundesliga, La Liga, so the Spanish League, the German League, French. There's a few others that, that get um, to be part of that as well. Some, sometimes some teams from uh, Turkey or Russia will get into that. And then they do like what's called group play, the same way group play works for like the World Cup. Okay. And then eventually, once you get out of group play, it goes to a tournament format similar to like the World Cup. Okay. Uh, and it's over the course of this like entire season. So Champions League football is being played right now. And then eventually, like I think it's in maybe May, May or June, there will be a Champions League final between whoever, you know, those two teams that get the furthest in that tournament. So Legit. Yeah, so it's... Uh, it's uh, we're right there in the middle of everything, kind of. I hope that... Uh, we can turn things around. What is exciting here, at least for me, is that uh, the owner has told Carlo Ancelotti that Everton will have a lot of money to spend on players. So, you know, they've, he's been saying that for a while, but now he has a manager that can actually enforce that. He'll so back, he'll back that. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens. That's cool. That's cool. It's fun to touch on that. Should we close this out? With some, yeah, some and boxing? In a, from Boxing Day to boxing. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. Uh, that was a good segue. I like wasn't that it? transition, man. Yeah, a little transition there. Huh? There's some. There's some good fights that 
are uh, on the horizon. Wilder Fury got inked, right? The second yes, one. Yes, the Wilder Fury two on two twenty two twenty, which is cool because if uh, if you're into numbers and all that, two's my favorite number. So oh, that's weird. I never knew that. Yeah, twenty two is my favorite number, nice. and then two is my second favorite number. Yeah, it's like you can have a couple of variations, like twenties in there. Yeah, yeah. Twenty two is cool, but yeah, two's my. I don't know why. I was playing roulette recently. Uh oh. And two was a cold number, you know, mm. on the on the screen and everything. They tell you what the hot numbers are, what the cold numbers are. Oh. And I just kept betting two, betting two, betting two. It wasn't working for a while. And I was betting twenty two. I kept betting twenty two and two all the time. Yeah. Got down to like probably one of my last rolls and I'd put like, I don't know. 65 bucks on the table so it wasn't like a ton of money but it was yeah. enough to like get started and get going and yeah potentially play for a while <laughs> i just i got down to one of my last two rolls and i think i hit two nice and so then you know, on that pays like what 35 to one or whatever it is i might be wrong there i can't remember but it's a decent amount and so i got Got some money back from that one, which is nice. And then two rolls later, I hit 22. Nice. Which got me back up to above what the money I put in was. Uh, but then it all just dwindled after that. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't, the moral of the story is I didn't win anything, folks. But my two favorite numbers did hit at one point in time. Yeah. And I continued to play them until they did. Yeah. That's hilarious. There was one time, too. This is so funny. My wife's going to kill me for telling this story, probably. But on that same night, one role, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put bets on all of my parents and, or like all of my families, all my family's birthdays. Nice. Or like significant dates, like my mom and dad's anniversary. Okay. So I did like that, my sister's birthday, my dad's birthday. My mom's birthday. <laughs> I didn't pick my wife, and 28 hit. Oh. <laughs> and she was born on the 28th. Yeah. I'm like, that was like, that was a metaphorical like slap in the face, right? Just like, fuck you for not picking 28, you asshole. <laughs> you pick everyone else's, everyone else's numbers, but not mine. I was like, serves your you rights, ass. Serves your, your rights, asshole. One person, and you didn't pick their number. Now you will lose. <laughs> It's an interesting strategy, Cotton. We'll see how it plays out. <laughs> that is funny, though. Like, of course. Right. Like, shame on you. I know. Take your loss. So, anyways, a little tangent there, but. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Joshua Wilder, or F- Joshua Fury Wilder, Wilder 2. Ended end of February, which is great. We don't have to wait too long. Yeah. If you didn't see Wilder KO Luis Ortiz. For another rematch, even though he was it Ortiz or Ruiz, it was Ortiz. It was because Joshua fought Ruiz. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. For two, a bunch of two matchups. So Wilder's coming off the second matchup with Ortiz. Okay, yeah. Who looked felt for that fight? He was kind of chunky for the first fight. For the second fight, slimmed down. He looked he looked murderous, and he was kind of winning that fight before too. Just really. it's just a technical boxer, you know. Mm-hmm. Wilder's just not that clean, fit and finished mm-hmm. boxer. He's just wilder. Mm-hmm. And so but it took it was like the last six seconds of the seventh or something like that. And Wilder just one side step to the left, straight right, done. Done. 
and it was just oof. the only big hit of the night. It's like it's not like Ortiz was taking a bunch of damage before that. It's mm-hmm. true one hit KO power. It was m- insane to watch. He does have that incredible power, dude. Yeah, so those big long arms, man. Yeah, he's just he's just a big bad man. Yeah, and then um and then the Joshua versus Ruiz Anthony Ruiz fight mm-hmm. two in Saudi Arabia was a technical like class of Joshua showing like this is how you move in the ring. Mm-hmm. This is how you, you stick and move and you get in and out. Mm-hmm. And Ruiz just like we were talking a while ago, um, he just didn't take it seriously, which yeah. is insane, to, which just means you don't have the mind of a champion. Yeah. And you probably won't ever get a rematch. Yeah. It just means that you, you they'll, they'll overlook that first win mm-hmm. because you came out and it's just kind of an idiotic, well, why are, idiotic statement to make. Because well, then he, they'll never give you the matchup that you want again. No, exactly. And it's like the the only some would say that the only reason he beat Joshua is because took the fight on short notice and Joshua wasn't training for that guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But now we're waiting on if Joshua wants to fight the winner of Wilder Fury to fully unify the belts. Yeah, yeah. That'll be exciting. That could happen maybe by the end of. Next year. Yeah. Yeah. A couple big fights to look forward to. I saw Alvarez gave up his uh, WBO light heavyweight belt, the one that he stole from Kovalev. At 175. Yeah, 175. Sounds like he just wants to focus on 160 and 168, those two belts. Potential uh, Triple G clash? Yeah. Another another one for uh, the third time around. That'd be sweet. Third time around? Yeah. I think that'd be a great one. Cause was it was it the second one where people were like, "Who was judging this fight?" Mm-hmm. I think so. So there was some controversial. I think so. Judgment judgment calls, but run it back a third time, and I don't think anybody's gonna complain after that. No, whoever wins. No, not at all. There's some other big fights to look forward to. Um, Mikey Garcia's fighting Jesse Vargas. That should be a good one. And that's at the end of February, too. I think that's the Mm -hmm. week after Wilder and Fury. Yeah, so that's a good month for boxing. Yeah, really good month. Um, uh, We got... uh, Earl Spence. Yep, and Terrence Crawford. That'll be great, dude. That'll be a great weekend. Yeah, he did just win. He did just win. I saw that. And then, um, love to see... Always fun to watch Lomachenko fight. Yeah. Vasily get him against the Devin Honey? Honey? Haney. I Haney. think that that's one that they're thinking could happen maybe. Devin's like the up and coming superstar, and Lomachenko's just a stud. Lomachenko's know? the man. So that's, uh, that's some, one that's looming that I think people are hopeful to see, but has yet to be inked. Obviously, we've seen Floyd Money hanging out with yeah. Dana a little bit. Yeah, they've got some little venture they're cooking yeah, up and being really secretive about. Something's going on there. Which is... Something's going on. Because wasn't Dana saying, like, it, it was? it's inevitable that they get into boxing or something like that? But he... um, That will be cool to see. Hopefully it's something really fun. I yeah. Know, I don't know if you could call it, say Connor versus Floyd was naturally fun for all boxing fans. It was definitely fun for MMA fans. But yeah, it was a pretty big ass whooping. So hopefully it's not an MMA fighter versus a boxer again. Yeah, yeah, I I can't see it. Uh, I mean, 
What do you think it is? <sighs> I don't know. I don't think that he's going to come into the octagon. Yeah. I just don't think that that makes sense. Um, and he, what, okay, so his weight class has typically been like what, like 155, 150? Yeah. Right? He's, I can't see it being uh, him and, I could be wrong about this though. Him and uh, Jorge. Oh yeah, no, no way. Yeah, one fifty. But you never know. If Jorge wanted to cut the weight, maybe he'd make. I don't know. I just yeah, don't know. Maybe because Jorge fought at lightweight. Yeah, it's one fifty-five. So, but who knows? I mean, Floyd's older, and he's probably a little more bulky now. Like, yeah, he might. You know, they might do some sort of like catch weight. Hey, like meet me at one sixty or something. That'd be cool. There wouldn't really be a point in it, though, right? I mean, no, there's not a title on the line at that point. It's just a money fight. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Something's cooking. <laughs> something's something's happening. Something's yeah. They're they're working on something. I don't know why they would do Connor and him again. No, Connor got his arse kicked. And people yeah. were saying Floyd was carrying his ass for a few rounds. Yeah. Letting him kind of. Yeah, just kind of. Work him. into it. Yeah, that was. And Connor had that diaper looking set of boxer pants. It's like, dude. Yeah. Come on, man. You got more style than that, Connor. <laughs> we know this. I guess that's that's kind of an early year boxing preview. Yeah, there's, there's a, a lot, lot. There's a lot to look forward to in 2020, man. Between. Yes. Uh, the NBA, the NFL. College football shaping up, like to end the season with a college football playoff and a national championship. Oh gosh, some great MMA fights coming up. Yes. Boxing. They do have those first three cards. The MMA lined up pretty good. Yeah, Connor's fighting, John Jones is fighting, and Khabib is fighting. Mm-hmm. Khabib versus Tony. That's like your three biggest names in the sport. Yeah. So it's awesome. It's awesome. They fill that in. They sprinkle that in with some some uh some other title fights on those cards as well yeah you got a killer start to the beginning of the year we got our spokane native fighting at the end of the month yeah january 25th mike yeah. Chiesa takes on rafael dos años and Great junior fight. dos santos i think is the main oh, event with uh why am i spacing i just saw this the other day it's junior dos santos and fight night one curtis blades curtis blades dos santos that'll be a good one Josh Emmett, Arnold Allen, Jordan Espinosa, Alex Perez is a good fight. I don't know about Jordan Espinosa. I do know a little bit about Alex Perez. Yeah. And then Darko Stozik versus Jamahal Hill. Hmm. hmm. That's a good fight night. Yeah. Real good fight night. Lots to look forward to. A lot, man. Well, shoot, it's been real, dude. Yeah. I can't believe it's 2019's already over. We're already 12 episodes into this venture. It's been fun, it exciting, Feels learning good. opportunity. It is a learning opportunity. It's, it's, it's good chops for me um, in tandem with trying to do the other podcast. It's good for us as adults to learn how yeah, to speak. Absolutely. Have a, have a- I keep using the word like way too much and it's just bothering the hell out of me every time i listen to these things there's like, there's ticks. how do i fix this it's yeah. like an addiction yeah but i'm gonna try to be better about it in 2020 that's one of my new year's resolutions that's good you man. heard it here 
on the podcast, my first New Year's resolution is to not say like as much as I did this year. Okay. All right. I one of the things I would say um is okay, yeah, you know, or or all right. And yeah, and just kind of have these like other filler words. Yeah, filler words. Yeah. It's like knock it off, you know. Mm-hmm. But it helps having something like this, a project like this where you can like analyze yourself a little bit. Absolutely. So I'm not going to make any 2020 resolutions right now. <laughs> That's fine. We can talk about it on the next podcast. Yeah, we'll see. I'll find one by then and then we'll talk about how it's going. Yeah. Cool. I like it. All right, man. Awesome. Episode 12 in the books, par for the course, making the cut with Corbin Trev. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter. We're really excited you joined us. Tune in again here in a few weeks, just uh, prior to probably the June, or, uh, January 18th card. Yeah. I think we'll probably do something that week. Good so timing. That's good timing. Um, until then, everyone have a happy new year. Stay safe. Uh, stay safe. And uh, cheers to an cheers. awesome 2020. Yeah. And, to, and thanks for the 2019, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for 2019. Check us out. We'll, uh, we'll plan on catching you here in a few weeks. Sounds good. Peace. Peace.